We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, if you're listening tonight, this is uh, another installment of me and my buddy Justin Brissett in our weekly uh, UConn football talk. Uh, glad to be back on this week. Justin was uh, on vacation last week, so good to have you back, buddy. Oh, thank you very much. I'm so glad to be back. How was your trip? Oh, trip was great. I mean, and anybody in, uh, ever going down to Siesta Keys, if you need places to go, uh, just just message me on on Twitter, and I'll I'll give you all the all, all the places to go. The pictures look nice. I'll say that. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, <clears throat> it was almost, you know, it, it was it was almost like an island type look to it. You know, it was kind of cool, and uh, it was it it was definitely worth it. Oh, so, I'm definitely glad to be back though doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, are you Team Beach? I'm Team Beach. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, while you were gone, we had some uh, interesting things pop up, to say the least. Uh, we've added a handful of transfers. Um, and, of course, the hot topic uh, is going to be conference realignment talk, and then we're going to discuss our defensive line breakdown. Uh, but first, I want to—I think we should bring up Ian Swenson signing, up, signing with the Houston Texans. So another Husky off to— uh, the NFL. Congrats to Ian. What what are your what are your thoughts on his situation there, Justin? Yeah, congrats to Ian. I mean, the Texans. Uh, you know, that's not a bad place to land either because they're trying to find their identity. So he could definitely, you know, if, if he goes in there and he, he plays like he did last year, um, he definitely has a chance to uh, to definitely play for them. You know, you know, either practice squad or. Or you know, for a little while, and then you know, um, uh, making out there for the roster. But he, he's he's definitely gonna. I, I think he's definitely gonna open up eyes for everybody. I absolutely agree. He's definitely gonna go in there and work hard. We all we all know that. Oh yeah, I, I was actually pretty. You know, I was pretty happy with his. Uh, you know, combine numbers. I mean, he was that was pretty impressive. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling that you know he's a real quick player and. Even if he gets stuck on special teams, I mean, hey, you're you're still playing for an NFL team, so you know, ho- hopefully, you know, he can definitely uh, make his way up there because he definitely deserves it. Absolutely agree. Well, I, I think we have to make our next to- topic the conference realignment talk, and of course, um, everyone is hearing uh, Big Twelve. Um, I know ACC's out there. And even a little bit of a mention with uh, the Big Ten, so we don't want to we don't want to start any rumors. Obviously, um, that 
that's not what we're here to do. We're, we're here more so to give our opinion on what we think, uh, what we think might happen and what we think would be the best opportunity. Justin, I'll let you go ahead and start off with that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I, I was down on vacation. Of course, I, I put my phone down for, for a day and the next day I saw and everything was exploding conference realignment. Um, I know the ACC, uh, it's very fragile right now. Um, I know there's seven teams that are looking to lawyer up and get out. Um, so that's kind of a, you know, that conference is probably going to look uh, for some suitors. Um, it might even, you know, I, I don't really know what's going to happen with the ACC. Because uh, I know there was, there was an eighth team, too, in there. Mm-hmm. That wanted to wanted out. I believe Louisville was the eighth one, mm-hmm. and uh, what what I heard anyway. And uh, so yeah, it's kind of rocky. Um, Big Twelve, you know, of course, of course, UConn was in talks with that. Um, it kind of got me excited a little bit because you know the just going into a a P five conference itself. Um, I I think whatever whatever can help UConn um, as a whole. Uh, being in the Big East right now is great. I know there's a lot of nostalgia um, for fans. But there's also a thing, will a you know, will the Big East survive? Especially with, you know, either Big Twelve, Big Ten or SECs um, you know, trying to make super conferences, uh, you know, and it's 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 kind of it, it, it's kind of difficult. I mean, a lot of fans are fifty fifty. Um, actually, it, it 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 seems like it's fifty fifty. But I would be very excited if we had a chance to go to P five and and you know make make some nice money for the athletic department where we could you know basically you know when when Danny Hurley wants its extension, we can afford it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know a lot of repairs to the you know. Um, to the buildings instead of you know asking for it and uh i i really i i really think it would be kind of cool myself i i agree and i think it's only it, it it's not if it happens it's when uh, at this point um i think well i shouldn't say i think we we all kind of know that the acc has kind of been the the one that coach Moore and company have discussed um and and it's obviously the best fit from a proximity standpoint in some of the other programs but like you said justin with the acc and the the limbo that that's in at this point who knows what what that conference is even going to look like in two three four five years so is it the is there going to be much stability in joining that conference i think is the question um Looking at the the Big Ten, I mean, I think that's a pipe dream. Uh, I think that's a, a, a selfishly me living in Big Ten country, I, in a, just over an hour from the University of Illinois, and very close to Indiana, Iowa State, Purdue, Northwestern. I would be ecstatic if UConn was in the Big Ten, but I think that's a that's a potentially a, a stretch. Um, and, and one of the major things that would need to occur with uh, with UConn if they were going to join the ACC or Big Ten is they would need to join the AAU, uh, be one of those accredited 
universities in that realm. And I know, and I'm, I'm certain that the, that the university is doing everything they can to, uh, to get that all squared away. Um, but then you look at the big 12, uh, commissioner, uh, the commissioner of the big 12 was just in stores this past week. Uh, so that tells me that, uh, there's definitely something to the big 12 talks. And I would have to imagine that the top teams on the Big 12's radar, in my opinion, would probably be the likes of Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, UConn. Maybe you could throw Utah in there. But I, I would have to imagine that like those four teams that I just mentioned would be the top of their list. And it, it just makes sense. And, and like you said, Justin, I know that they're the Big East and the nostalgia and everything. And the Big East is an unbelievable basketball conference and has been for years and years and years. But like you said, you have to look at this long term and the amount of money that's going to be made joining a P5 conference such as the Big 12. And for all the the basketball people, at U, basketball fans at UConn, the Big 12 is probably the best conference in college basketball so we can't really argue that i think yeah i think the big 12 fits everybody and makes the most sense yeah no i i i definitely agree with you um especially with the big east right now too i mean there's a lot of teams that used to be really good and now they're in the like rebuilding stage and it almost seems like you know things are not like the old Big East, and like the like the commissioner for the Big Twelve, he wouldn't just visit just to visit, right. <laughs> just to go to Dairy Bar and have ice cream. You know, <laughs> I know. I mean, he he definitely was in there to to talk. You know, I'm I'm sure he was talking about what UConn has to do as a university to mm-hmm. join the Big Twelve. What they're you know what what type of stuff you know. We need as you know the university needs and all the stuff to kind of you know tightly knit everything. Um, but you know who knows they 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 could just be talking right now. And I, I know it's pretty uh, it's pretty vague right now. Um, but yeah, a commissioner just does not go into a, a university just to go in. I mean, so it's 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 kind of an exciting time. Um, it's a time too where we all know you know people are trying to make super conferences or, mm-hmm. or you know and you know there there's gonna be conferences that definitely miss out on it um i know pac 12 2 is trying to do their uh job also try to keep their members in there so it's gonna be a very exciting time for uh for college sports coming up 100 percent. i think the thing that we would both agree on is that all of Husky Nation as a whole has to be unified in this. It can't be basketball fans against football fans. It has to be UConn Husky fans as a whole. And this is the best thing for the athletic programs and the university. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Can't be split. I've been stressing that so many times. You know, we, we, we have to go in this thing together if, if, if we're not, you know, It'll be a battle, and and a lot, of course, a lot of a lot of you know the conferences too. If they see fans split like this, sometimes that kind of they kind of they kind of look into that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just hoping that you know UConn fans, of course, UConn fans though, a lot of them that are like, oh no, we don't want to go. 
if we go and when we go, and if we ever go, and when that actually happens, they're going to go with it. Because they've gone with other stuff, like going to AAC, even if they didn't like it. So, I mean, I I think, you know, change kind of scares a lot of people because the AAC, when we were pretty much forced into it, that into that, really not, didn't have much of a decision. Right. Um, you know, that university didn't really have much time. They didn't have time to, you know, they couldn't, they, they couldn't even get into the ACC because, you know, Boston College and a lot of, you know, there's a lot of voting out and everything. So this is much different. Mm -hmm. um, this is a P5 conference that, you know, is looking into it, that's trying to, you know, get UConn in. So I, I, it's a very exciting time. I think everybody should be excited. Absolutely. And I, I, you brought up a good point that this is not like the AAC time frame where it was forced. This is team, this is a conference or a conference or two wanting UConn to join. Yeah. And, you know, and today, if, if I really look at it, if UConn and all those other football schools weren't kicked out of the Big East, the Big East might actually be one of the best football conferences in the country. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if that didn't come out where they just wanted, you know, they kind of wanted all the schools with football kind of out um, and be like a Catholic, you know, conference, mm -hmm. um, I totally agree where they're coming from. You know, but if if they realized what they had at the time and they actually kept that, they probably would be making uber amount of money. Right. But, you know, I, I, I really don't think a lot of people were, you know, looking into that, you know, way back when. So I think now, you know, it's 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 a crazy time, but it's a time where, you know, there's a there's going to be a lot of like people shaking their heads like what just happened? Mm hmm. There's good things it's, coming, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, shifting gears now um, to one of our recent transfer pickups uh, from TCU, uh, tight end Alexander Honig um, coming in, um, went to TCU. He's from Germany, went there, went to TCU as a quarterback, and uh, now it's looking like he's going to play tight end at UConn. Which uh, interesting pickup um, at a position that some would say we don't necessarily need to add somebody, but um, this is a guy who played on a team last year that played for a national championship. So I think it's a great pickup. No, it's definitely a great pickup. Um, and like, like I looked at it, if if it did, doesn't work out in the tight end spot, he's big enough to be a defensive end. <laughs> so I mean. Uh, I, I actually think he's going to be a great, you know, blocking tight end, and and a and a guy that comes from TCU. I mean, you can't you can't say no to that, right? And, and I mean, who's to say that maybe he's not tried at the quarterback position? I mean, we'll see. Time will tell. Uh, but it, it's interesting when you whenever you can add somebody who's going to upgrade your program from a talent standpoint, you might be able to put them in multiple spots on the field. I think that's I think it's something you have to pick up. Oh yeah, and especially how, you know, Nick Charlton likes to do all those like trick plays. Mm -hmm. Um I think picking up those guys it really just helps with the playbook and uh and I you know it 
we'll, we'll, we'll see where we at, you know, them picking up a tight end is just saying that they're not really, you know, happy with the depth at tight end right now. So, you know, it, it, it just, it just really helps. Absolutely. And I mean, we've talked about this many times on, on our show here, um, wanting to use double tight end sets. And I mean, obviously the more tight ends you can have to do that, the better. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a thing where the more the merrier. And, um, and I, I, I really do think he could, he could definitely help us out. Um, you know, and, and hopefully, hopefully he can do more than blocking too. Hopefully mm-hmm. he can, you know, catch the ball a little bit because we do need a big tight end, um, you know, sometimes in the red zone, uh, depending on matchups. So it'd be kind of, I, I can't, I, I can't wait. Um, I know UConn likes their, uh, international players too. Um, mm-hmm. so we definitely had our German players in there and they've been, they've been, you know, outstanding for UConn. So I'm very excited about this pickup. Absolutely. And I, and I think it leads to more versatility potentially, um, with, with, uh, him, being able to maybe you can line him up in the slot in the tight end spot, or as we've seen many times, Justin Jolie can do that as well. So I think it really adds a, a an interesting uh, schematic standpoint where we could have guys in, in multiple spots and do some really good things with that. Yeah. And I actually really think with all the pickups that we got, I'm pretty sure we have almost like a P5 team right now. If uh, if I'm not mistaken, I mean we have a lot of a lot of talent on this team now. It's it's kind of scary compared to what they started out with. Right. Their coaching staff's doing a really good job compared to this point last year. We are a heck of a different team, that's for sure. Oh yeah, and it it almost seems like you know they they needed some you know they they were trying to look for some talent just to open up you know everything, and I I think now. They're pretty much there, and uh, it, it took a little bit, but I mean, for this coaching staff, it only took what a few years. This their second year now, mm-hmm. so it, they're definitely doing a really good job. Absolutely. <clears throat> the next uh, transfer pickup we had, uh, where we've added somebody else already from the off season, FCS Delaware uh, wide receiver transfer Brett Buckman coming in at a at a position that we know where we we need help there yeah no i was uh i was very excited to, you know to, to see him come in uh i i actually think you know he's he's an older player so he could definitely come in and and help out um and he looks like a battler from from what i've seen so i can't wait to see uh i can't wait to see him play at the rent my my favorite part is the size that he brings. He's a big guy. Yes, and it's been almost a you know a trend. Yes, you know size 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 right now, and you know to 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 beat out some of those uh, you know bigger schools that we have on the schedule, you got to have size. Right, and I would be interested to know uh, what role uh, Noah Plaque. Uh, played in him coming to UConn, being former teammates at Delaware, I would be interested to know how big of a factor that might have played. Oh, I'm sure it's a huge factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, we like our Delaware guys, so, uh, you know, definitely uh, 
<laughs> definitely, you know, being teammates, it definitely helps. And of course, you know, with recruiting wise too, I'm sure he could, you know, help the coaches out saying, yeah, this guy's a, this guy's a baller. So, you know, that, that, that just helps too. Absolutely. And if you're going to add FCS players, adding them from the CAA is probably the best thing to do. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, another addition, um, we, we can't really confirm this one, honestly, uh, uh, Rayshon Wilkins, a defensive lineman from Illinois, was also at Vanderbilt. Um, 6'2", 310. Uh, didn't really play this year for Illinois, but he enter- entered the transfer portal uh, in mid-April. Um, and it looked to be, I'm going to say it was his trainer tweeted out um, something about him committing to the Huskies, but nothing has been made official. Um, so I... It, we're not going to say that he is officially a UConn Husky. All we've seen is this tweet out, uh, but he definitely looks the part. He is a big fella, that's for sure. He's from Nine Neck of the Woods. He's from Chicago. Um, so if if it's true, he would be a literal gigantic pickup. Oh, yeah, especially when Jelani Stafford, you know, he's tired. Yes. There's somebody that can go in and kind of give him some uh, some some time to breathe a little bit, and uh, he's definitely your nose guard, <laughs> right. no doubt. Absolutely. And I mean, I mean to to, to plug up the gaps, uh, he's he's one of those guys that could definitely you know if if he does come, if if it's true, uh, he can come in and definitely make an impact right away. Absolutely, and and I think maybe we were talking about this. Maybe the potential holdup would be he would be a grad transfer. Who would have one year? It looks like one year of eligibility, maybe two. It's hard to tell with the COVID years anymore. You can't even tell anymore. But he, maybe they're waiting on transcripts of some sort to to officially finalize it. But we'll see. Yeah, no, we'll we'll definitely see, and I'm sure by uh, I'm sure by hopefully June we hear something. Um, that mm. that'd be really good. Yeah, absolutely. And then just this evening we saw. Uh, what looks to be a really nice pickup at the wide receiver position uh, for the class of 2023, a high school uh, player from, from Fort Bend Christian Academy in Sugarland, Texas, uh, Brian Domino, um, 5'9", 160 pounds, so a, a, a smaller receiver, but uh, won the state championship last year in Texas in football, had 77 catches for 1,160 yards and 11 touchdowns last year. Also just won the state championship in the long jump. So this is a young man who is a fantastic athlete. Um, had offers from Army, Navy, Lehigh, Northwestern State, Valparaiso, and Wyoming. So we beat out a handful of uh, Northeast schools for him and another uh, FBS program in Wyoming. Um, definitely seems to be a really nice pickup for the Huskies. Yeah, he he definitely could. Um, I know Coach Moore. He loves when he, he even came. You know, he came in and said he loves his uh, you know multi sport guys. And he says just because they're the ones that like the work, you know, the the hardest and mm-hmm. and strive for for winning and everything. So I actually think if if it doesn't if if he is I guess too short for wide receiver, I'm thinking he could potentially come in as a running back too uh and 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 move to a role if the wide receiver role doesn't work but he his his offers and stuff i was like 
wow, I think we actually got a good one right here. So, uh, you know, he's fast, and and I and it's 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 great. You know. With it being this late in the recruiting process for 2023 high school players, I, I'm guessing that he's going to be a preferred walk-on. But with the offers that he had, I, I, I wonder if he's going to step in and get a scholarship. At the end of the day, none of that it doesn't really matter um, because anybody can play. And then you see the fact that he's from Texas as well. I, I have to wonder if, of course, this is me just uh, looking down the road potentially, if, <clears throat> if there's another player um, on potentially her his team or in that area that he's friends with that the Huskies really want. So that's something to look at down the road. Yes, uh, most definitely. Uh, I actually saw, too, that I know, uh, I remember when Justice Ugo was looking at uh, UConn, um, he actually follows the Ugo brothers. So that could be the connection. Um, I'm not positive, though. Interesting. Uh, one more thing to touch on before we do our defensive line breakdown. Um, last last week or the week before, uh, Pro Football Focus, PFF, uh, graded the offensive guard position, and uh, they named Christian Hayes and uh, Noel Aforti Nagato as uh, number three and number four in the nation for offensive guards. So we did our offensive line breakdown in our last episode a couple weeks ago, Justin, and uh, I think it's safe to say that we could have one of the best offensive lines in the country. I believe so. Uh, we definitely have close to NFL line right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're monsters. They're war daddies, you know. So uh, so I'm 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 very excited about it. Uh, Noel, I I know he got a lot of his a lot of his time when uh, Coach Spanos was an interim uh, coach, uh, and he put them. He actually put him in there and uh, and let him have it. So. Uh, He's definitely a guy that that works his you know hard out. Uh, Christian Haynes too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have. I mean, Valentin said too. I mean, we have so many people. It, it's so scary this year, uh, you know. And 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 I'm so happy for these guys to get recognition because they definitely deserve it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Christian Haynes. We all know he's going to play on Sundays, and Noel is going to have a great opportunity to do so as well. Oh yeah, I mean, no, Noel could be the type of guy if he doesn't get drafted, he could be un, you know, undrafted free agent, and definitely make a career out of it. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, we're going to move now to our defensive line breakdown. Uh, we, we really love doing this position by position. Um, we're just going to go through, kind of give you uh, some highlights for each player. Uh, what we just kind of their stats and everything and what we kind of see from them moving forward. So I'm going to start off with uh, Carter Hooper. Um, he's 6'6", 270-pound defensive end, uh, big fell off the edge, <clears throat> played in all 13 games last year, a really good rotational player for us. He's from Toronto, Canada, went to uh, the storied IMG Academy. Uh, last year he had 13 tackles, one pass deflected, like I said, big, big body coming off the edge. I think uh, he was in the rotation, like I said, and I think he's going to have a real opportunity to uh, not only solidify himself into the rotation, but uh, step up and uh, do some 
do some damage on the line this year. So, uh, Justin, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Carter. Yeah, Carter. I mean, he was one of those guys last year too. I've seen um, he did really well, uh, and I believe this year too. Um, expectations are just going to rise. He's going to be one of those guys that you know comes right off the edge and, and can get sacks and, and can definitely you know rush some uh, and uh, r- rush some throws and also uh, turn in the running backs. So uh, I'm definitely excited to see him play. Absolutely. Uh, next on the list for you, Justin, is uh, Jesse Polanski. Yeah, Jesse Polanski. So in uh, last year, he played two games. He had one tackle. Um, he was a sophomore last year. He's coming as a junior. He's 6'1", 298, um, defensive tackle. So he could definitely be a guy that, you know, is definitely your depth. Um, he could be depth just in case if somebody gets hurt, you know. He definitely, you know, he he had two games to play in last year, which is experience. So uh, um, I'm I'm definitely we're we're hoping to to see him play a little more. Um, if not, he's definitely a good depth player for us. Absolutely. Um, next on the list for me is going to be Colin McCarthy, one of our uh, one of our defensive ends, six seven two eighty one, another big big guy off the edge. Played in ten games last year. He saw a huge jump in his production last year. Um, well, first off, he hails from Jackson Township, Missouri, went, or New Jersey, sorry. Uh, went to Jackson Memorial High School. Um, but like I said, he had a huge jump in his production. Went uh, Had 30 tackles, three sacks, uh, two basses defended last year. And, and I honestly think he will have another jump this year. Um, just... Another year of experience, and then with some of the guys around him, like Eric Watts and Tlani Stafford, and some of the other guys we're going to see, uh, Sequoia McDuffie, and other guys on the list, uh, Delmon Gordine, just some of the other guys around him. Uh, you can't block them all, so yeah. I think uh, he's going to have an opportunity to really make another good jump and uh, maybe get on the uh, pro radars of. Uh, whether it's the NFL, XFL, USFL, CFL, uh, have the opportunity to get on some of those radars. So, Justin, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Colin. Yeah, no, uh, he, he's definitely a he's definitely a great player. Um, I remember last year I've seen some of his tackles. I was like, wow, who was that? And uh, he's just he's just one of those guys that that works and works and works mm-hmm. and does his thing and. Uh, He's his stats are definitely going to jump up, um, and I, I I just can't wait to see it. Uh, and he's one of those guys that you know he could definitely you know make it to the next level, and uh, I'm I'm really hoping he does. Um, next guy on the list for you, Justin, is Price Yates. So Price Yates, um, he played in 13 games last year. Uh, he had 45 total tackles. He had 13 solo tackles, uh, one forced uh, fumble, uh, one forced um, return. He's a sophomore, and uh, he's uh, 6'4", 267-pound uh, defensive end. And um, he's he's definitely one of those guys that he's he, he definitely worked his, his way up and uh, definitely worked for uh for minutes and he's definitely done a nice job and 
I actually think that his he's he's even going to be a monster, and his his numbers are really going to rise too. He had a really nice year last year. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> All right, next on my list, or next on the list for me is uh, Tim Passmore, Timothy Passmore, six two, three hundred twelve pounds, from uh, Coca, Florida. Went to Coca High School. Um, he's defensive tackle with his size. Uh, uh, hard-nosed player um, has really sound pad placement heavy hands he's effective against uh, the effective stack and shed ability uh, I, I think he's gonna burst onto the, to the scene this year um, chose the Huskies over Colorado State coming out of high school so he's a pretty good addition for us uh, didn't see the field last year but this is a young man who I think is going to come in and have a real opportunity to uh, to do some things for us. I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, Tim, Justin. Oh, he can he could be an absolute monster for us. Um, I know it's also going to open up the playbooks for defense. Um, either play a four three or a three four. Uh, you know, it's 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 going to give him some some you know. Uh, extended depth, uh, either at starting position. Uh, I know a lot of these guys; they're they're going to have some time off because we definitely have depth at uh, mm-hmm. defensive tackle, um, and there's probably rotations in there. And he he looks like the type of guy that's just going to be a a, a a crazy guy. I mean, kind of like Travis Jones. Um, I could definitely see him like a Travis Jones, maybe even better. That that's quite the statement. Mm. Uh, ho- ho- hopefully, uh, that becomes true. So, not a lot of UConn fans uh, are hitting me up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, next on the list for you, Justin, is uh, Matt Hoffman. So, Matt Hoffman, uh, he didn't play last year uh, in 2022. He was recruited as a as a tight end um, in the class of 2022. Actually, he did not play in 2000. Yeah, okay. And uh, he was changed to defense um, in high school. He had seven sacks for 38 total tackles, 57 total tackles. Um, so we kind of see that, you know, he was a tight end, but he's definitely going to be probably a defensive end. Um, he's first team all-conference tight end and defensive end in high school. He was first team all-area tight end. So he was 6'4", 214 pounds. Um, he's coming as a sophomore. And I see a lot of upside to him because he committed to Virginia Tech. And then he de- uh, decommitted, and uh, and we won the battle. Uh, I know Eastern Michigan was in there, too, that offered him. So uh, I definitely see a lot of upside in this, in, in this guy. Um, he's definitely one of those guys that could probably play as a, as a stunt guy. Um, in different positions uh, due to his size, um, which is a really good guy to have around. So I really can't wait to see him play. and Hopefully he's healthy and uh, everything's good for him. Absolutely. Uh, Next guy I have on the list is Eric Watts, who uh, we all know what we're getting from Eric. Uh, 6'6", 278-pound defensive end. Uh, played in all 13 games last year from Sumter, South Carolina, Sumter High School. Um, 49 tackles last year, seven sacks, uh, two forced fumbles, uh, blocked two passes. 
uh, he is a force off the edge. I, I think he has a real, real opportunity to play in the NFL. Uh, he looked unstoppable in the spring showcase, honestly. And and I know spring ball, you can kind of take it with a grain of salt, but he was busting his tail. And, and like we said, we have a pretty darn good offensive line. And uh, he was in the backfield frequently, batting down plenty of passes, um, I cannot wait to see what he does this year. Uh, Justin, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Eric. Oh, Eric Watts. I mean, I've I've seen him since his freshman year. Uh, he's definitely worked his way up. Um, he's the type of guy that there's, you know, he, he bends, but he doesn't break. And he's mm-hmm. a type of, he's a really hard-nosed uh, player. And he's, he's developed so well. And, uh, you know, this year coming up, I'm I'm hoping you know he's definitely somebody that we can count on. Uh, these defensive ends, I mean, even defensive tackles, we could be playing teams that where we have two different rosters for for defense defensive line and really mess them up. That's how good you know that that's that's how deep we are and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Watts, man, oh man, I, I, I'm, I'm so happy for him, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that this year his, his numbers, you know, even go up even more because this type of guy, he's, he's a monster. He, def, he, he could definitely, you know, play in the uh, next level. I mean, he's, he's just that good. Yeah, I think he's good enough to see a jump up to ten tackle, ten sacks, and then. I think he's going to see a lot of double teams, which then is going to be great for all these other guys. Yes, yes, it'll open up more holes for you know the other guys to get sacks. So it's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Next guy you have, Justin, is uh, Delmont Gordine. Delmont Gordine. Oh man, he's a he's definitely you know one one of one of my favorite um, guys on defensive line. Uh, you know, last year I told you coming in, you know, we're going to see this guy, you know, come in and and his numbers can be up and he's definitely going to be a role player. Uh, he's a 6'4", 297-pound defensive tackle. Um, last year he played in 13 games. He had 16 solos uh, and 34 total tackles. And this year he's coming as a junior. And this guy, I, I have a feeling that his numbers are going to be up um, – He's either going to be double teamed or uh, not double teamed, depending on uh, which team we're playing. But he's the type of guy that uh, you know he's definitely a hard nosed player, and I just I he's he's definitely one of those defensive tackles that are that's going to be a really good role player for us this year. Absolutely, he's he's going to be a ton for us. Oh yeah. Uh, next guy I have on the list is Jelani Stafford, and I, I selfish plug here. If you haven't listened to my episode with Jelani Stafford that I had recently, I interviewed him here on the show. Uh, what a fantastic young man he is! Just um, great insight too that he gave into uh, the defense and how they play without a defensive coordinator. It was really really intriguing to hear his insight on that, but. Uh, Jelani is six foot three oh six, so I mean he's a bit undersized for a defensive tackle, but he's great at using his leverage inside that he has. Um, like I said, defensive tackle played in all thirteen games last year from Brownsville, Pennsylvania, went to California area high school. 
uh, transferred in from Youngstown State. Um, had 28 tackles and two sacks last year, and I think he's going to make a big jump this year. Um, if if for no other reason because of the experience, but because I know he's putting in a ton of work, he's doing everything he needs to do to get better, uh, quicker, continue to build that leverage that he has. And uh, I'm just super, super excited to see what the future holds for him. Uh, Justin, I'd love to hear your thoughts on Jelani. Yeah, Jelani, he's he's another one of my favorites on the defensive line besides Gordeen. Um You know, he's the type of guy that he definitely has a fat man dance when he he, he, he <laughs> makes a tackle for loss, which is awesome. <laughs> um, he reminds me of Julian Campeni, um, a guy that's undersized but knows how to use, you know, different techniques, different fundamentals that will, that will help him out in the game. Uh, he was, you know, it, it, the, the other thing that was really cool about your podcast too, is that, you know, coach Joffrey was talking to him way back when he was a freshman and, uh, you know, UConn was always kind of after him, but Mm -hmm. injuries of course got to him. So, uh, but he was, he was, he was undersized, but he's the type of guy where he has the heart for the game. And I think that this guy could have played in, you know, in high FPS uh, talent pools uh, because he, he I, I I saw his size two coming in. And I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm I'm really hoping that he could do something. But last year, I mean, oh man, he he definitely he he, he made one of the differences on the defensive line. He's definitely one of those guys that you can count on. Absolutely. Uh, next guy you have, Justin, is uh, Jory Benson. Jory Benson. Um, so he transferred from the University of Utah uh, in 2021. He did not play um, before Utah. Um, he was at BYU. Um, he didn't play. Um, he's a six-four, two hundred ninety-six. I'm pretty sure he's a defensive tackle. Um, he's actually no. Yeah. Well, I, I, I had two different weights on here. So, yeah, I, I believe he's 6'4", 296, or he's 6'3", 313. I don't know which one's true. Um, he's a sophomore coming in. Um, he's definitely one of those guys that can play uh, depth. Um, we haven't really seen much from him. Nobody really have, hasn't seen much from him. So uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see where he's at in depth chart. Absolutely. Uh, the next guy I have on the list is uh, Sequoia McDuffie. Uh, he transferred in last year from Old Dominion. Um, 6'5", through an 18-pound defensive end, played in all 13 games last year. This is from Florence, South Carolina, went to South Florence High School, had 13 tackles. Um, he, had, he has really quick feet and gets in the backfield and forces pressure on the quarterback. I remember being at the Ball State game, and uh, he – he forced some rush throws multiple times um, and just really, really quick getting back there. Um, really good at getting tackles for loss too. I could see his, uh, I can see his numbers jumping pretty significantly this year. I think uh, just having another year in the scheme and then just the great players around him, I think are really going to help. Uh, but really looking forward to see what he can do since he can get, pressure the quarterback so well i'm literally looking to see how many sacks he can get this year uh justin i'd love to hear your thoughts on uh sequoia 
Yeah, I mean, coming in last year, uh, I really, you know, I, I, I thought he was one of the players that could definitely help. Um, his size definitely helps. Uh, I see that he could be one of those guys, you know. I, I have a feeling that the defense is just going to be rotating a lot so that uh-huh. nobody really gets tired. And um, and a, a, a guy coming from the uh, same university as Nigel Fitzgerald, um, you know, and Houston was after him too, Um uh, McDuffie. So it's definitely a lot. A lot of the bigger FBS programs are after him. So I'm I'm very glad we uh, got him. Uh, we're definitely going to use him this year, uh, more uh, more this year. And uh, I'm I'm really hoping that his numbers go up and he could definitely you know make a difference on the defensive line. Absolutely. Uh, next guy you have is Brandon Kelly. Brandon Kelly. Uh, so he's a 6'5", 222 uh, freshman. Um, in, in in this high school, uh, he was uh, first team all area defensive line in his senior year. Um, he's the type of guy that he's actually a little bigger than Matt Hoffman. Um, he's a defensive end. So I have a feeling that he could be more like a stunt guy too. Um, he could be a really fast defensive end. Uh, I think this year, I don't think we're really going to see him play with our depth. Um, but in years to come, he's definitely going to be one of those guys, especially if he adds another like 20 pounds to him. I think he's going to be pretty a pretty decent player for us. Absolutely. Uh, next guy I have, another freshman, Cleto Chol, uh, coming in from Proctor Academy out of Salem, Massachusetts. Um Six six two forty uh, athlete coming out uh, played multiple positions in high school. Um, held offers from Bryant, Lafayette, UMass, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Yale. Um, he he's he's a bit of a project. He's but he is super aggressive and he is a beast. Uh, he looks the part for sure. Uh, Jim Mora himself called him a beast. So. If, uh, if he's good enough for Jim Moore, he's good enough for me. I think this is a young man that if we're able to hopefully redshirt him this year, add a little bit more weight to him, I think this is a guy, once he learns the proper technique and the way to do things with the aggression that he has, it could be he could be a really, really talented player for us. Uh, Justin, I'd love to hear your thoughts on him. Yeah, no, Cleto Troll, um, I've seen, I've seen high, um, the high school tape on him. He is a beast. I mean, this guy just came ripping through offensive line and just like through the running backs. I mean, yeah. he was just he and his tackling. He, it's like, oh man, that definitely hurt just, right. just seeing it. Um, you know, and and Cleto, I I have a feeling that yeah, you you add some muscle weight to him and and you know he he, he learns everything from you know uh, Coach McClendon. Um, you know, he, he he could definitely be one of those guys that can that can come in and and you know and and be and and, and be a beast for you, really. Absolutely. <clears throat> and last but not least for you, Justin uh, Tolu Tunde. Yeah. So um, so uh, Tunde, um, he's a he's coming in as a defensive end, offensive tackle. He's a freshman. He's uh, 6'5", 268 pounds. He's from Royal Imperial Collegiate, Ontario. Um, he was a Sun Youth League most dedicated player. 
Uh, I'm I'm thinking he's probably going to be coming in as an offensive tackle right now uh, due to Gordy Sammy's um, recruiting him. But he, he, he could definitely play the defensive side too. Uh, I, I had him on a podcast. Um, I know the coaches are looking at him as uh, as a special teams guy uh, next year or this year coming up. And then uh, he could definitely compete for a role. Um, Coach Moore is definitely very happy with him. I uh, definitely said that he's definitely one of those guys that uh, has a lot of talent. So um, I, I, I can't wait. He's, he's, he's a good kid. He definitely bleeds blue. Um, and he's one of those guys that I'm very close to. So um, I'm really hoping that he can come in and, uh, and make a difference for UConn. I just have to add, I love interacting with him on Twitter. He's he's seems just like a great young man and somebody that that uh, Husky fans are going to learn to really love and enjoy. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I mean, and any any UConn fan that wants to reach out to him, <laughs> just reach out to him. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that you know he loves to talk and uh, he just loves he loves the university. He loves what the coaching staff's doing here. Um, he absolutely loves the fans. He thinks, you know, the the, the, the fans are great and uh, the whole university in the whole. So um, I, I, I can't wait. Uh, I'm hoping to meet up with him uh, at, at games and take a picture with him. So I can't. He, he's actually going to come in in June, too. So uh, he's definitely one of those guys that's going to come in uh, next month. And then the, the the only other player to add to this list, uh, like we potentially mentioned at the, earlier in the show, briefly, Rayshon Wilkins, 6'2", 310-pound defensive ten, tackle, nose guard, uh, transfer from Illinois, also was at Vanderbilt. Again, nothing official on this, but uh, would be a huge, huge addition for the UConn Huskies. Yes, and for the UConn Huskies, um, to, to go to the next bowl too. I mean, we need those type of guys. Also, you know, the upperclassmen to uh, to to lead the underclassmen. Absolutely. Well, this brings us to the end of our uh, show. And I know, as always, Justin and I just want to say thank you to all our loyal listeners, everybody who tunes in every week to listen to us. We really, really appreciate you guys. Uh, we appreciate all the fans, all the players, all the coaches. We. Justin and myself, we know how hard you guys are working, and we really appreciate it. And uh, it's it's a blast covering you guys. Yeah, and uh, uh, thank you very much to, to everybody, um, and uh, appreciate it. And hoping to to bring you more excitement in uh, in the years to follow. And uh, I'm hoping the coaches, you know, lead lead this team to another bowl season. Let's do it. Absolutely. And one thing I want to add before we uh, conclude, the NC State game being moved to August 31st, uh, Thursday night, opening opening night for uh, week one. I also want to add that that is my birthday. So uh, super excited about that one. Yes, and hopefully we can see Bobby at the rent. <laughs> that, would, that would be a wonderful birthday present, that's for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin, let let the listeners know where they can follow you. Oh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Hawkeye two eighty two. And then, as always, feel free to follow me personally at Coach underscore B Will, and uh, the podcast Twitter account at TNT College One. 
like subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast uh, much appreciated everybody have a good night god bless